This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. No doubt connectivity is a must in Westminster, and it certainly helped us to get this episode created and distributed to you listening right now. BT already connects more than 1 million businesses and public sector organisations, offering secure and reliable connectivity. Nearly three quarters of people running a business or side hustle feel they couldn't do so without reliable broadband and mobile connectivity. That's why having connectivity you can count on is a must for business, whether it be facilitating multiple devices being connected at once or making team calls or guest Wi-Fi access for customers. BT's connectivity helps keep you and your customers happy. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. Hello, this is the Redbox Podcast. I'm Matt Chorley, bringing the best of my time to radio show. You can listen live Monday to Friday, 10 till 1, on your DB radio, on your smart speaker, or download the Times Radio app. Coming up today is Wednesday, so it must be PMQs unpacked, <laughs> uh, if only. No Rishi Sunak this week, or indeed next week. This week, he's at a church service for the birthday of the NHS, which is why he's missed it. But fear not, it's Oliver Dowden. It may come as a surprise to the Right Honourable Lady, but actually, some leaders trust their deputies to stand in for them. And Angela Rayner. The only thing that's not soaring in prices at the moment is these gags that are getting cheaper by the minute. Slogging it out on the centre court of the House. Commons joined by Tim Shipman and tennis commentator Mark Petchy to follow all the action. New balls, please. You get the idea. I will do that in a minute. But first, as ever, it's Wednesday, so it's time for these two. The Columnists with Alibert, Alice Thompson, and Robert Crampton on Times Radio. Ah, we say good morning, Alice Thompson. Morning, Alice Thompson. Morning. And uh, good morning, Robert Crampton. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, just enjoying the sugar babes there. What a yes, we've been yeah. what a, what a Play, track. playing the sugar babes throughout the show today. You're, yeah. you're enjoying the sugar babes. Fantastic track. Your favourite lineup of the sugar babes? Uh, the original one. The I original think. lineup yeah. is the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> that gives you out of all. <laughs> it's always it is, isn't it? <laughs> I was thinking about buttons, you know, the, the yeah. Great Western Trains. It's the lose. I can't go into the lose now because I get terrified because yeah. so I have this... once pressed the wrong button and then it opens at the wrong time. Yeah, so, this story, there's a, a minister in the Welsh government has pushed, uh, has pressed the wrong button three times and accidentally voted against his own government. Um, so, which is just quite funny. So, yeah, you're right. The buttons on yeah. the trains, really the, frightening, the, aren't they? The doors, and, and it's, it's terrifying. Even if he doesn't actually happen, you just can picture it happening, can't you? The door slowly. Yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, it, it has to go all the way open before. Yeah, yeah you can't get it back again. No, yeah, panic. Yeah, I did an interview. I had an old thirty uh, odd years ago. I had a recorder that had a radio and tape function on it, and I did an interview. Came home, and I got like the arches and the half an hour of you, <laughs> you and yours. Totally what, redundant into you. What, what did you do? Uh, they, luckily, it was with Max Hastings, who was then editing The Telegraph, and I was doing it for a trade magazine, which luckily folded in the... <laughs> so I had, <laughs> had to write it. So you never got... Oh, that's good. No, but obviously yeah. I was trying to impress Max Hastings, but so it was a kind of scored goalless draw, really. You literally pressed the wrong button. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Right, uh, have either of you spotted Rishi Sunak? He's gone missing. Uh, well, he keeps yeah. not turning up. There was a bit of a ding-dong yesterday at the uh, Liaison mm. Committee where uh, Chris Bryant pointed out he didn't turn up for the Owen Patterson vote, he didn't turn mm. up for the Boris Johnson vote. He did make his views known on cricket, which is obviously very important. Yes, uh, He's not at PMQs today because he's going to a church service for the NHS, which right. he could have had a hand in organising. And, uh-huh. you know? yeah. uh, and he's not here next week because he's going to NATO. Right. It's the PMQs I mind about, because I kind of think, actually, that's the set piece of the week, and it just shows he doesn't like being questioned. So my worry with him is he's looking more and more petulant, the Prime Minister, that he doesn't like anyone criticising him. It's kind of like he wants to be the management consultant and come and sort things out. But you've got to accept people are going to ask you questions about stuff. And his record is quite bad. PMQs. For PMQs. I I had a look at this, and I think it might be too soon to say, to be fair. He's only been Prime Minister since October last year. Yeah. Uh, that was only less, less than nine months ago. So what, have there been 35 PMQs, but less less the recess? Yeah. So we might be looking at a very small... I'd hate to be boring about this, but that looks statistically like a very small sample size to me. 
Uh, it's probably well, under, depending under, on when he calls the election, we might only have a small sum well, right. to deal with. But you know, right. so he's going. Well, you'd think he should go to but Wolverine, if, you, if there's only yeah, but if there's a maximum of say thirty, he could yeah. have done, and he's missed five. Then his percentage terms that looks really bad yeah, yeah. compared to other people. But it might just yeah, be yeah. the luck of the draw. Although although all of his predecessors had a similar thing. There's only so many in, in the year. And he's. Yeah, he's but got what I'm saying is, over time, it might even out. It might even a small out. sample. Also, size. they always used to have two. They used to have Tuesday and Thursday, didn't they? And that yeah. was actually much more. It was only when Tony Blair yeah. came in, they didn't. But like obviously, doing he should it. turn up, and he shouldn't be going. I mean, church service, NHS, the whole NHS thing, I find a bit weird. Anyway, and surely they could have found a time that wasn't at twelve o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, and particularly the church service. Yeah, you know. He could have said, well, I can't do it. neither. It either looks like he can't be bothered and he doesn't think much of Parliament, or it looks like he's nervous of being anyone saying anything to him that yeah. he thinks he hasn't actually got a grip of. Yeah. And either way, that doesn't really work. So yeah. is it Keir and Oliver Dowden? So he has, today? he's missed six out of 30 possible grillings. There you go, that's what I... Pretty, yes. Which is... 20%. 20%. Yeah. yeah, but if you were Prime Minister and you only had a couple of years, maybe... Wouldn't you think, I'm going to go to each one of these because actually I'm not going to have very many of them? Yeah, you think John, so. But then John you... Major managed 88%, Margaret Thatcher mm. 92 and they had to turn up twice a week then. Yeah. Also, it's one of those things, isn't it, where uh, it starts sort of slightly ringing true in it, you know, because they're all quite eye-catching, it? not turning up to PMQs. Yeah. If Labour can sort of weaponise that, you know, he's a bit snippy, he hides. Yes. You know, like the Gordon Brown, Gordon Brown hiding became but, a thing. But again, he's got an 80% attendance record. Yeah as opposed to 88% for Major, mm. you might say statistically that's not very significant. He's trying to sit down this <laughs> <Sorry>. story. <laughs> Tory, such a Tory. Can we I'm, Tory I'm, that's not Tory, being a Tory. That's Tory just look, propaganda. That's, I'm not a Tory. And that is, that's just looking... That's just looking... I'm not going to get back onto Elton John in a minute. That's just, that, that's just looking at the stats. Yeah, OK. Yeah, and trying to understand that, the nature of statistics. Yeah, yeah. I just think that actually with Rishi Sunak, he, this is his chance. He should be pretty good at it. He was head boy. He must be I good think, at standing and I, and up. I don't think he's that bad at it. It's actually. not like he's losing every week to he's better, Sakir, is it? He is better at that, I think, than he is... Press conferences where he does get a bit sleepy yeah. and a bit, you yeah. know, feels a bit sort of thin. But it does yeah. take quite a long time to prep, doesn't it? So that might be the problem as well, that it takes quite a bit of the morning. Yeah. Who's it? Is it Oliver Dowden? Then? Oliver Dowden and Angela Rayner. Yeah, well, that, I think that's fine because I, it, I think it's always great to see Angela Rayner and Oliver Dowden anyway. So I think it's more entertaining. It's like Lisa's been in touch, Robert, she agrees with you. Are you saying attending PMQs is more important than attending a NATO conference? This constant yeah. sniping is so very tiresome and not always justified. Okay, yeah. Lisa. <laughs> Does she like Elton John? <laughs> Lisa, let us know. Do you like Elton John? Uh, now, um, you can obviously text or tweet us, but will you soon be able to thread us? Mark Zuckerberg is launching threads to be a Twitter alternative. But you were boasting at a magazine at the weekend, uh, Robert. You don't do any of these things. <laughs> I wasn't boasting, I don't think. Well, I, was, I was pointing it out. I was saying that uh, I, I've had a good look at social media and I can't see the advantage in, my, in it for me, in, yeah. my, in my life. I can't, I mean, I'm very thin-skinned, so I don't want to expose myself to more abuse than I already get. Uh, People shouting, you're a Tory at you. That, that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't feel the need to, do, to conduct my social life like where I don't yeah. want to do Instagram. So I don't do any of it yeah. and I'm not, I'm yet to be persuaded that I'm missing out terribly by not doing any of it. So no, I'm not, I don't care about threads. Uh, it's and... the name that I can't cope with. I just think Threads is a really bad name. It almost sounds like Worms, doesn't well, it? It's that, kind of... it's that shocking documentary, the, the, the programme, not documentary, but the programme yeah. in the 80s, Nuclear yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The terrified the whole generation. I was a bit old for it, but people a bit younger than me say that that kind of scarred the scarred yeah. child. Also, it doesn't... Yeah, because the, the suggestion is it's basically a Facebook version of Twitter. It's going to be exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, and the problem about that is that children think that Facebook is really for their grandparents, so that's yeah, going to be yeah, awkward yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, it's another sort of cage fight, isn't it, really, that basically Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are yeah. taking this, you know, to another stage that we all yeah. have to watch this match going on between them and they're sort of grudging. Yeah. And, and actually, I mean, it could work. But and it could just be another waste of time. The main thing is, because obviously when the tech journalists talk about this, that the way that uh, Zuckerberg and uh, Meta just basically rip everything mm. off it's good mm. either buy it up like they did with WhatsApp and Instagram. or uh, at Instagram yeah. and then they launched Reels on Instagram which is a rip off of TikTok yeah. TikTok yeah yeah but it's quite successful isn't yeah, that, it yeah that's what successful capitalists do isn't it I think <laughs> buy things up yeah either buy, buy it if you can't buy it copy it yeah yeah. they've yeah. got to make it simple though haven't they that's the big thing with threads is that they, <laughs> other people have tried other sorts of Twitter but it doesn't work well that Mastodon I could not no I couldn't that. do that Mastodon a terrible name yeah it just seemed really complicated, yeah. full of nerds telling you. It was, like, deliberately complicated. Yeah. Do you, is there anything you think you miss out on for not being on social media? Uh, 
N- not really, no. I mean, no, because I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of abreast of the news as much as I need to be. Uh, I'm in touch with my friends, yeah. and you read, you I, read books. I read books. Oh. Uh, I do. I do listen to podcasts. I mean, I think that's that's one element of yeah. new tech, which I newish yeah. tech, which I uh, enjoy. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't really. I can't. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm persuadable. Yeah. You could, people say they haven't. I should be doing this, that, and the other, and, and I don't. But you, th- people. you said you were happy if, if all tech had stopped at 2005. That would have been about right for me because I like YouTube and Wikipedia. And I think they <laughs> they both came in before then. Wikipedia yeah. is absolutely essential in my job, yeah. and I won't hear a word said against it. <laughs> yeah. And and ditto YouTube yeah. and also Google, obviously. And they were, those three were all up and running, as of course were text and email, which are both yeah. wonderful. Uh, by 2005. <laughs> what about WhatsApp, I do use, but I could live without mm. it. I'm not, I, I, I'm not entirely. I, it, was, it got going in the pandemic for me with sort of neighbourhood groups yeah, and yeah, extended yeah. family groups, and I sort of dip into those, and it's kind of okay. But it wouldn't be a massive loss if it if it didn't exist you did anymore. Neighbours again. <laughs> <laughs> do you know a plumber? What, what about yes, you, Alice? But, do you use a lot of? No, social. I don't think many journalists use Facebook. I remember we were asked mm-hmm. about it, and none of the columnists did. But I don't. I have got a page. Have you? Yeah, which I've... I set up. I think for the stand-up tour. I think right. Oh no, maybe I don't maybe, even know how to use I think it, maybe somebody here on the socials told me I should have a page. Somebody said you LinkedIn if you want to get a job, Facebook if you want to have an affair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to I've be got, clear, that's I, not why I'm on No, Facebook. I've got a job. And well, I'm well, not I use Facebook a... as a human being. <laughs> right. Yeah, holiday photos and of school photos. Yeah, but I don't want to see yeah. other people's holiday photos no. particularly. I mean, you yeah. never did before anyway, did you? That's that no, when you go to someone's house. It was a byword for being bored. It was like hearing about their operation. Well, I don't do Instagram either. Actually, no. my family do a load more. They do occasionally show me pictures, but I do do Twitter. And I think Twitter, actually, Robert, is quite good for journalists. I, I do like Twitter. Okay. Oh, a friend yes. of mine sent me a thing on Twitter last night and I couldn't open it. So I said, I'm sorry, I'm sure this is great. I can't open it. <laughs> uh, but I guess if it's really important, I'll get I'll find well, Somebody else will bring it to you. Somebody yeah. print it off and fax it over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or send a runner or carry a pigeon or something. Yeah. Yeah, a man on a horse. With a, yeah, with or you could a, have a pager. Easy, again, a bit like the Elton John discussion last week. I'm now being caricatured. No, and, it's just, and I just honestly just don't I'm feel the being, need I'm for not, it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You're a Tory who doesn't like the internet. It's fine. <laughs> um, in a minute, we want to talk about renters because I know you've written about them today, uh, Alice. But uh, where wool, this rules for marriage thing? So we need to talk about. We should talk about this. This woman who's who's is a, a husband talking of having affairs on Facebook. Maybe that's how it started. I know they were they were in a show together, weren't they? Amy Nuttall, isn't Amy Nuttall? That's right, Amy Nuttall and her husband who Andrew was in. Uh, she was in Downton, yeah. wasn't she? Amy. Yes, yeah. and he yeah. was in Broadchurch. Broadchurch. They've got a lot of rules, haven't they? We only yes. had one rule, I think, probably. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so she's now laid down the law for the love rat. That's how the Times 2 put it. Um, uh, uh, and sort of laid down... Oh, oh, here they are. I was trying to find yeah. the... Um, the rules are like 777, aren't they? So you have to have yeah. set every seven days, you have to go out on a date. Yeah. Every seven weeks, you have to go out for the night. It's all quite complicated. Yeah, away from your children. And every yeah. seven months, you have to have a holiday yeah. away from yeah, your children. Yeah, checking in on FaceTime if you're away. Yeah, uh, and, the, and the worst... I mean, the, the absolute no-no. Esther Walker has written about this, uh, and I agree with Esther, the, is that she, Amy, says, full access to each other's phones yeah. at, at all times. Which is well, you've already got a landline, haven't you? Yes, it's an iPhone. Full access to my tele, my telegraphic machine. Yeah, machine. yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be having. I couldn't. I couldn't be doing that. Yeah, actually, my I husband don't. does have my iPhone because I'm always losing my phone. So yeah. he actually, and I don't know how to use it, but he could probably trap me if he wanted to. And also, right. we use that a lot for like, uh, how's your journey going? You know. And also, I exaggerate how close I am to something. So I'll say, I'm there, I'll be there in five minutes. And yeah. He knows. It's Are you one of those, like, Uber, yeah. dri- like yeah. Uber driver? I've got, I've got to be five minutes. He's looking at me. You're I just can tell. Yeah. Mate, I'm just around the corner. Yeah. It's a blue Escort. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll be there. Well, in two I need one of those little cars, like the Uber cars, yeah. don't I, so you can see. My main takeaway from it is I think for the long-term sustainability of a marriage, you probably need trust. And those all, all those yeah. lists Amen. point more in the direction of not having trust. Right, as soon as you have a list, you're in trouble. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, let's occasionally have a weekend away is fine. Yeah. But yeah, we never managed that. We had like four kids and then both our jobs. So we yeah. did lunchtime in a hotel and that was quite good. Because also Ooh. everyone, if you go to a hotel for lunchtime <laughs> and book it by the hour, everyone thinks you're having an affair and that felt yeah. quite good, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you're just going to have a sleep. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that on my own? Talk about the kids. We yeah. never managed a whole weekend because <laughs> the whole weekend that? was like too complicated. Well, I was looking at five my eyes. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Just having a sleep <laughs> in a... Hang on, this is a worry. My wife just texted me saying, just get a burner phone. Yeah, that's what... Uh... How many does she have? Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Given, given that I'm the head of technology in our house, I would have to probably set up a bit of phone, so there's no... Um... Yeah, you see, that is the thing, is I don't know anything about technology, so neither my husband will know pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be caught instantly. Mike's been in touch. Matt, I know that Robert not only still hates Aiton Elton John, <laughs> but also gets by without Twitter. Close his bank account. Yeah, that's what we should do. Let's start a campaign to close his bank account. Right. Yeah. Yes. That, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. No. 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 Uh, Although well, I only obviously have a building society. And <laughs> <laughs> you go got a checkbook. Yeah, you have yeah, a, book, got, a yeah. checkbook. Yeah, and a I, was, yeah. I was so disappointed when check. I used to love writing checks. I used to love writing checks. Yeah. I've still Flo- got a check. Sign it with a flourish. Can you still write them? You must Probably be able to not. still write them. Don't got, tell me you don't do online banking, do you? No, I don't do online no. banking. No, he does I nothing. I don't trust it. I don't. What and I'm right to look at the week. Look at the amount of fraud that's going on. At the beginning of the week, you go and take out like fifty pounds. Well. I, I, unfortunately, no, because cash is becoming... I mean, I uh. bemoan the, the, uh, the decline of cash. I'd love to carry around cash around. I love that Have you ever been to a cash now, point? Just, yeah, I've been so. to a cash point. I go to cash point you a lot. Because, the post office. Because I love having, in a, like in a Springsteen song, I like having like 200 bucks yeah, on my, my, my jeans. Clip. Well, not dollars, because do they don't work in this. Do you have a No, I just stuff it in my jeans. Yeah, say, of course you do. Come and get it if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> two, like 200 quid on a Saturday night. Or yeah. not, maybe not that much. Yeah. And I don't do anything on a Saturday night, but I just no, like just having it there. Just well, you just flash yeah. it around, yeah. 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 Or yeah. just like having it, I just like having it there. In my hip pocket of my jeans. I remember, I th- yeah, it was at our wedding, I think. I remember, because my da- dad was a plumber, there's a lot of like, yeah, cash Well, around. they're the only people who still like, they, uh, they still no, love cash. I remember he Did got Did he have out, 50s? He got, yeah. He yeah. Got the, at, the, at the reception, he got out a big mm. bundle of fifties. Yeah, and he went, you know, you know, get yourself get something yourself nice. <laughs> he, he got out the big one and heavy. He just literally counted out what, yeah. literally counted out yeah. one. It's funny how people when they're getting out of roll of fifties, they always have a Cockney accent, even yeah. though, he's, he, even <laughs> he though, he's, even though he's from Somerset. Yeah. Get yourself something yeah. nice. Get yourself something <laughs> it's nice. the Godfather, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's big the thing. Fifties. Yeah. Lisa's been in touch again, saying, "I loathe Elton John. Not on Twitter. Hate online banking. No idea how to use my phone." God, you're set. Lisa, do you want my landline number? I think the key thing is you just need some rules for your relationship to start with. <laughs> uh, right, uh, let's talk about renters. You've written in your column today, uh, Alice, about how the housing crisis is uh, worst affecting those in the rental sector. Yeah, we never talk about the renters, so we're constantly talking about how difficult it is if you have a mortgage. Yeah. And actually, you've got, you know, almost an equal portion of people. In fact, there are more if you take in all sorts of rent, of people renting rather than having a mortgage. And they're the ones that are really suffering because the rents have gone up massively. Yeah. People have been kicked out the whole time. They have no long-term tenancies and there aren't really anywhere to rent. So, particularly in cities like London and Bristol, it's almost impossible. And Edinburgh, actually, and Cardiff have got exactly the same yeah. problem. Uh, we've got Richard Donald with us, the executive director of Zoopla, who can tell us just how bad things are. Hi, Richard. Hi there. Uh, so, uh, give us crunch some numbers for us um, in terms of uh, you know house prices and how much is rent going up? How hard is it to find a decent rental property? There's been a lot of the media recently about how higher mortgage rates going to cost mortgagees lots more money, but a lot of renters have already seen that same increase. You know, the average rent in the last five years has gone up more than £2,800 per annum. Um, And as you've alluded to, we've got this crisis of supply. There's just not enough supply going around. We we on our platform have a third third fewer homes for rent than we'd saw before the pandemic. That's because landlords are just not investing. Fewer homes to go around, record immigration, uh, strong labour market, and, and rents only go one direction. So what's happened to those homes? Well, um, the the overall number of private rented homes in this country has been static since 2016. So landlords selling up are being offset by new landlords coming in, mainly corporate landlords, all these big um, institutional investors, you know, buying a lot of the homes being built in a lot of city centres. I think there's also been some shifts. I think we're seeing more homes being shifted into the holiday let market. Some of the government schemes have taken more rented homes for for people coming in um, through the Ukrainian scheme and others. So we've just we've just got a lack of supply, and there is a sort of general hole in the bottom of the rental market bucket mm. of mm. landlords. It's a massive problem, isn't it? Robert? Yeah, I think Alice said in a piece that something like fifty percent of landlords have only got one mm. property. So I guess I get the point about institutional investors, but there yeah, must yeah. be a lot of people who were just who worded that who did the buy, uh, buy to let, which is very very popular uh, amongst even yeah, quite yeah. middle income people. Yeah. Uh, 10, 15 years ago and just aren't doing it anymore and they're either presumably selling up 
or they're standing empty, or they're doing a... Airbnb is a, a big one. A, so I think that thing, yeah. you can do Airbnb for, say, three months a year yeah. rather than renting out. And though you, know, you risk someone having a party, particularly, if, say, if you're down in Cornwall, yeah. Somerset, Devon, yeah, or you're yeah. somewhere where people will come for the holidays, then you're made. But yeah. actually, for everyone else, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, but the, obviously the overall problem is, is supply. Which, but yeah. I think we're, we're supposed to build something like 300,000 mm. new properties a year just to kind of keep pace with that and it can't, and I think we is it yeah. about 200 but Robert likes this because the problem is that. everyone is staying at home so the under 35s now live at home which is yeah. what you like don't you I do like it yeah. yeah yeah I like the fact that my kids will never be able to afford to rent anywhere well, let it's, alone, not, it's nice let, to have living carers let, 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 let alone buy anywhere yeah absolutely <laughs> very, yeah. very dangerous making jokes about uh, your age. <laughs> when the time comes, yeah, it all went badly out. wrong, yeah. Uh, Richard, thank you for that. Richard Donnell, uh, Executive Director at uh, Zoopla. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Um, uh, someone else is just, oh, hang on, someone else has just been in touch and they've, they've cashed a cheque. We talked about cheques. Oh, yeah. Nick says, I had to send a cheque to DVLA recently. Once I'd ordered a chequebook, that is. Yeah. Cheque 00000001 has been successfully processed <laughs> and I've now lost the chequebook. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'd never have got to the end of the book, would you? I mean, how many were how many cheques were there in a book? In a I used to like book? it, though. The tear. Yeah, 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 and those stubs the as well. Stubs. I used to keep the stubs and wrap stubs. them in an elastic band and pretend I was thought that was kind of financial <laughs> admin. <you know? laughs> and they just sit in a drawer, but I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, I'm keeping a record. Alice Thompson and Robert Crampton there, and of course you can read them both in The Times every week. Just get yourself a subscription. Go to thetimes.co.uk forward slash Times Red Box. Up next is Deputy PMQ's Unpacked. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. You're listening to the Redbox Podcast now. It's time for this. PMQ's Unpacked on Times Radio. Unpacking the politics and cutting through the crossfire. Yes, in Wimbledon week, it's a very special PMQ's Unpacked. Uh, joined in the studio by Sunday Times Chief Political Commentator Tim Shipman. Hello, Matthew. How are you, Tim? I'm very excited about the tennis theme. And we are joined by... Uh, tennis commentator and former coach to Andy Murray and Emma Raducanu, Mark Petchy. Hi, Mark. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me on. No, it's great to have you. And you are joining us live from Wimbledon, Mark. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of outside, you know. There's a lot of rules here, so I'm, I'm just making sure that I'm in, the, I'm in the right place at the right time for you guys. Do not break the rules, Mark. That's very important. No, That's very important. absolutely not. No. Now, uh, <laughs> Even as a member. As we are looking, we also we are going to be on the centre court of the House of Commons today, Mark, but not with the biggest names. We've got the sort of the no. the, the B team, second seed, second seed. Very good. You see, this is what you're here for, Mark. This is here. You're here yeah. to, to do um, second the, seed and a wild card, maybe. Yes, that's very good. Uh, God, can I give you a round of applause for that? I've probably got what's this. Also, Mark on uh, on that fun. Um, what that sounds like Sharapova against Serena Williams. That audio. Wow, that's good knowledge. That's very good knowledge. I wonder if we hear as much grunting from uh, Rainer and Dowden. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly the sort of thing we need. Tim, how many times, Tim, during the next half an hour will we need this? New balls, please. You see. What do you think they're going to talk about, Tim? I think it's going to be one ball, isn't it? Surely the NHS 75th anniversary and the parlous state of the health service. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Surely not six questions on the NHS. Well, maybe three. 
Um, uh, and then some good end of the pier knockabout. You know, it'll be like a good doubles match, won't it? With them standing at the net, bashing the ball to each other backwards and forwards until one of them puts a zinger down the line. Do you normally watch? It's a bit of, it's a, bit of a mixed doubles, isn't it? With uh, with Angela and Oliver. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is this? Uh, do you normally watch? PMQs, We're good at mix. We're good at mix. We've won a lot of mixed doubles over the last couple of years. So this is kind of our forte here in Britain. Exactly. Put them on the same side. It might be quite interesting. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, do you normally watch PMQs, go? Mark? Uh, I don't watch it that that, that religiously. I have to be honest. I'm, I, I live in Putney, so I'm kind of uh, I'm very curious about politics and where we are. It's been a it's been an interesting decade. Let's be honest. So uh, you know you have to be you have to be curious about these things. So uh, yeah, interesting times. Interesting times indeed. Uh, what else? I don't know what else I've got here. Code violation, unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsman. What? what oh, we've had a lot of that. We've yeah. had a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, in politics I mean, as yeah. well as in uh, as well as in tennis. Uh, what else have I got? Wow! What a stunner! No, are we going to? I think it's very unlikely to need that. Unlikely today. to need that one. Uh, what's this one? <laughs> Two absolute jobs. That's Murray. That's Andy. That was definitely Andy. This that is last a much better hand. game. Never mind Deputy PMQs. <laughs> Name that grunt. Uh, we've got some more grunts. Let's see if you know who this is. <laughs> That's tough. That was a tough one. I'm, mm, I feel a little bit out of my depth with that one. To be honest, Mark, I don't know the answers. They're just marked up on okay. in front of me as ten tennis grunts. Oh, let's go with Heather Watson then, because she's playing today, so let's just call it Heather's. Yeah. Oh, correct. That is correct. Well done. Game, set, and match. Well done, Mark. Well done. Uh, apparently, uh, so uh, there's already been a lot of tributing to the NHS. Um, as Down here this morning as well. Uh, we had a big, tri a big tribute at Wimbledon today. Is there? Yeah, they had a 70, 75 members from the NHS from St. George's Hospital oh, were down here already uh, with a tribute. So uh, that, that's already happened. I'm sure it will happen on Centre Court just now again. You're not shaking your head at the secular national religion, are you, Matthew? I just And think the, the fears whole, that having a just, religious ceremony about thing. it turns it into a cult. <laughs> that's surely not why you're shaking your head, is it? I just think the whole thing is ridiculous. When are we going to have a birthday party? You must party be a supporter of a royal commission that would finally sort it out and yes. put us on a, a, a firm footing with the rest of do. Europe we where some people pay and some people don't. We should take politicians out of making decisions about how the country's run. That's what we should do. I think we should certainly take them out of decisions about the yeah. National Health Service, but um, games, that will probably see me condemned on, tw on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, if we, want stuff to get, if we want to get stuff done in the NHS... You know, uh, I think put to uh, Captain Tom's daughter in charge of things. Well, she, or, she yeah, or Andy thing. Murray, or someone who's she actually done something in life. Well. That would be good. Without permission. <laughs> exactly. I know, she'd get the hospitals built, whether she had permission or not. Yeah. Well, then you just have to knock them down. Well, that is the problem. That is the problem. Right, That's all good for growth, isn't it's it? That good would be growth. good for the building. Just build industry. the hospitals and knock, knock them down. down and then build them good back up again. construction. Yeah. Definitely yeah. right. So um, here, we, here we go then. So, uh, oh, let's have this again, just because it's fun. PMQs unpacked on Times Radio, unpacking the politics and cutting through the crossfire. Okay, here we go. Then we go live to Centre Court in Westminster, and uh, it's Angela Rayner to serve the Deputy Leader of the Opposition, Angela Rayner. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Speaker. And can I associate myself and thank you for your opening comments regarding? our NHS and thank all of those staff that have worked and continue to work in our NHS today. And I'm sure members across the whole house will join me in paying tribute to Lord Bob Kerslake, a decent and kind man who accomplished so much in both local and national government during a lifetime of public service. Our heartfelt condolences go to his family. Mr Speaker, I'm glad to see the right honourable gentleman here today. I think I'm right in saying I have the pleasure again next week, two weeks on the trot. They really have given up. Every day, every day, 4,000 families' mortgages deals expire, 100,000 more since we last met, and millions more next year. Families are sick with worry about the cost of the Tory mortgage bombshell. Do they still claim to be the party of home ownership? 
Well, may I begin by associating myself with the Right Honourable Lady's remarks about Lord Bob Kerslake. I knew him from my time in Downing Street. He was a stalwart public servant and he will be missed by, by many on both sides of this House. Uh, it may come as a surprise to the Right Honourable Lady, but actually some leaders trust their deputies to stand in for them. <laughs> Like when it well, comes to mortgage rates, <laughs> I support the independence of the Bank of England taking the necessary measures to control inflation. Just ask the IMF about what we have done in support of them. They've said we have taken decisive and responsible action to bring down inflation, and we will continue to do so. But what's Labour's plan? To borrow £28 billion pounds a year, pushing up inflation. To cut our domestic energy supply, pushing up inflation. And to penalise workers saving into their pensions, pushing up inflation. There we have it from Labour. Endless borrowing and higher prices. And to the Right, we should, well, first of all, we should, if we're going to unpack this properly, we should explain who Bob Kerslake is, Tim. Yeah, so he was the former head of the civil service who um, uh, sort of did the job in tandem with Jeremy Hayward when he was cabinet secretary. Um, he went off to the House of Lords. Um, he became sort of known party politically for working with Labour um, when Jeremy Corbyn was um, uh, the Labour leader to try and prepare um, the shadow front bench for government because a lot of them have never been in it. Um, and we read this morning that he was assisting with a similar process with uh, Keir Starmer. So he's a sort of old lag who uh, knew his way around Whitehall um, um, and was trying to sort of tell people, here's how you are a minister, 101, all that. Which, which uh, we know uh, Labour are very conscious that they need. Yeah, and he, we got the news of the weekend that he died at the age of 68. So that's why there were tributes to him. Uh, so you got it wrong, Tim. She's not got on the NHS. She's got on mortgages. Well... I mean, I, I, well, I'm not going to bet you another dinner that we hear about the NHS. But, <laughs> I haven't had um, the last one yet. Uh, no. Well, we're going to plan that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be very exciting for everybody. No, I mean, it was, a, you know, to use to um, grab the analogy and run with it, um, you know, she thwacked a reasonable serve into, into the court, but I think it came back with a little bit of extra spin and pace than she was expecting, and there was a wonderful moment where he made the jibe about um, uh, deputy leaders and, you know, those watching, uh, uh, well, those listening would not have seen the little smile that danced its way across Angela Rayner's lips. She thought that was rather good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we're back to quoting the IMF um, and we're back to um, popping up with Labour's £28 billion pound of borrowing. Um, you know, it was a pretty solid reply from uh, uh, from uh, the Deputy Prime Minister. Yeah. What did you think, Mark? Um, you know, I think there's always two strategies. When you're playing tennis, you can either serve and volley, as Johnny Mack used to do, or you can serve and stay back, as Andy does. And, uh, you know, the strategy when it comes to tackling inflation feels as though we've gone down the route of saying that uh, a government um, bills are paid exactly the same way as a household one, and, and inflation is rife because of Ukraine and Brexit and all of the things that have obviously contributed to higher prices from us. And a, and a, and a conservative government, obviously, in, from an energy point of view, that is importing a lot more. So that would be like the servant volley. Um, if, you, if you're going to stay back at the back of the court for a, for a little bit of a, a, a sort of a different strategy, you, you know, a government doesn't need to pay those bills back in the same way that Hausa does. It prints the money, it owns the money, um, and there isn't as much money in, in the system as it is. So I think there's two ways of, uh, of playing tennis and there's two ways of looking at inflation right now. And, um, and it's pretty easy for them to sit and, and, and tag each other with the other. But I, I don't think you're going to get a, you're not going to get a win or a loss at this point. You're just going to get a draw. And that only happens in cricket. <laughs> Very good. So uh, I think printing the money is part of the problem, though, where inflation is concerned. Right, here we go, then. Yeah. You balls, please. Let's go back to the House of Commons. Uh, it's Angela Rayner serving again. <laughs> Mr Speaker... We've had 13 years of Conservative failures and that ho homeowners watching that pathetic answer will be cringing that they aren't celebrating the government's success, they're counting the cost of their failures and the only thing that's not soaring in prices at the moment is these gags that are getting cheaper by the minute. 
And Mr Speaker, it's not just homeowners that are suffering. Security of renters have been ripped away too, with higher mortgage costs handed directly to them. Given most renters live in homes with buy-to-let mortgage, can he tell us, are buy-to-let properties included in their mortgage support package, yes or no? Well, it's actually the case that under this government, and thanks to my right honourable friend, the the Secretary of State for levelling up, that we have introduced legislation for the first time to support support renters, to give them greater security of tenure, and of course the Chancellor will take all necessary measures to stand behind both mortgage holders and of course take necessary measures for renters. But look, we we have a, a choice in this country, and the choice that we have made is to invest in our economy, giving us the fastest growing economy in the G7 for the past two years, creating jobs with record low unemployment and increasing people's wages by by providing the national living wage £1,600 into everyone's pockets. That's how this government is supporting people. Oh dear, that was a bit... I think we just saw a very lengthy rally where the ball just got doubled into the net at the end of it. That was an unforced error. Two absolute giants. (laughs) No, that was (laughs) quite the wrong I mean, my main takeaway from from all that was sort of you know the, the desperate praise for Gove, who's sitting yes. a few seats down yes. the bench. Not the, the cabinet is not out massively in force. I think it's fair to say today. Oh, um, hang on, but, hang on. He's got Mel Stride and David T C Davis he has, sitting yes. either side of him. Yes, and Jeremy Quinn is also on the front bench. Um, but Gove is sitting about four seats down from Dowden, yeah. peering at him a little bit like a slightly concerned schoolmaster who's seeing a sixth form pupil go and go and do the debating. Cup, and he's not sure that he's going to do very well. And when Grove was mentioned, he sort of stroked his upper lip a little bit. I mean, it looked like he ought to sort of have a white cat to stroke rather than an upper lip to stroke. But uh, um, yeah, that was the sort of. I mean, her question was pretty very specific about renters and buyers. Yeah, which landlords. I mean, you know, and then... obviously, they, this whatever scheme it is doesn't support that. But um, and then, um, is it but, just you know, the government have done Dowden, some stuff. Dowden talks about you know we have a choice in this country. The choice we have made is to invest in our. Economy. Yeah, and then he talked about oh. growth, you know, biggest growth in the G7, which is actually Labour's pledge as part of its missions. Oh, yes, And of, of course. course, we're not going to have the biggest growth in the G7 later this year because uh, the Treasury prediction is that we'll be in recession from and if quarter were, four this year to quarter two next year. And if you were being um, so uh, that's cynical, you'd point well. out that the re- part of the reason why we've, had, we've been one of the fastest growing economies in the last two years is because we had the biggest economic collapse. Yes, we had pandemic. furthest to bounce back from. So we bounced back. But yeah. this has all the whiffs of, um, you know, a, a tennis match where they have a great first set that goes to a tiebreaker and then the sort of the first few games of the second set are pretty lacklustre. OK. Uh, Mark, are you um, enjoying yourself? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I kind of love those debates. I've actually been fortunate enough to be in the House of Commons. Um, I don't know if I should have... Uh, I, I, do, I do like John Burko, but obviously he's a bit of a polarising character, but he, he does love his tennis, and uh, I've hit a few balls with him in the past. So when I look at everybody step up and, and start talking in there, I always think about my, my times in there. But, yeah, there's never a straight answer, is there? I mean, it, you know, tennis is very easy. It's like black or white. You either won or you lost, um, and, and that's it. But when you get to politics... You can, you know, yes or no, and, and, and that just goes by the wayside. I mean, yeah, it was a damp squid. It was a bit like my career, to be honest. <laughs> How good was Burko, Mark? Did That's you play question. it? Uh, he, he actually, actually decent. Yeah, out of out of a lot of the people that I played with, that obviously haven't played professional. He moves. He actually moved pretty well. He played as a county. He's got a decent forehand, nice slice backhand. Not a lot of power on the serve. Have oh. to be honest. Um, not like his rhetoric. Um, He's not got a lot of height to bound it in from there, has he? That's the problem. And if I'm being honest, didn't quite have quite the same repertoire in terms of vocabulary as he does in his shot making. But uh, but apart from that, not bad. Was there was there the odd profanity when things didn't go well then? Um, yeah, but I can also attest to using those sort of words as well, so I'm not going to throw John under the bus for that. Very good. Right, here we go then. Let's go back to the Centre Court, the House of Commons there. And, uh, Angela, uh, Angela Rayner is serving. Rayner, 
Mr Speaker, I know the Deputy to our Minister isn't very good on facts, but Berger Party did crash the economy. And he will know that according to his own government's data, over 2 million buy-to-let properties are missing out on support. No fault evictions out by 116% this year. So will he tell us if the Prime Minister has a spine now to stand up to the vested interests in his own party and finally deliver their promise to ban no-fault evictions? Well, uh, I don't think the Prime Minister is going to take any lectures on weakness from the party opposite. I I remember there's a lot of talk about reshuffle in the air from the the Labour Party. The last time the leader of the Labour Party tried to sack the Right Honourable Lady, she walked out with a promotion. (laughs) But we will continue to stand behind renters and to support them. And my Right Honourable Friend will take all necessary steps. You can understand the frustration. He gave it a good go of that. So it was a a decent throw of the racket. That feels a bit more like it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think the uh, when we put together the sound. Can we effects, do a code violation for being too boring? Uh, code violation on sportsman like conduct. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, there you good. go. Um, uh, no fault evictions. You can, now. Here's an interesting thing, Tim. And Labour doing this more and more now. That Labour's attack is that the Tories crashed the economy for the last decade. The Tories have said Labour crashed the economy. We had to clear it up. And the fact that this this is that Labour are now able to make that attack with a straight face is notable. Well, it's more than notable. It may well be the decisive thing that wins in the next election. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting. I remember talking to lots of people um, who sort of do debate prep at general election times and in referendums and all the rest of it. And they often sort of end up being the the opposition, you know, being the person on the other side from them. And when they realise how easy that person's arguments are, they know they're in trouble. And I think any Tory who stood up uh, to prep Oliver Dowden would be able to just lob out these kind of lines that Angela Rayner's lobbing out and know that Labour have... Uh, you know, a very much more straightforward um, position at the moment. Um, they can say the Tories have crashed the economy. They can talk about 13 years of Conservative failure, as as Rayner has done. Um, and, you know, the the general state of play is, is massively beneficial to the Labour Party at the moment, and it's quite hard uh, to see how um, making jokes about reshuffles is going to turn that around at all. Um, and also, it was a little bit... Uh sort of try it's like someone trying to to shoehorn a joke into I've have I got news for you. There's a there's a well, lot we've of both we, done that, we've both done we? that, but there's an art to it, as so that people notice. But doing there's a lot of talk about reshuffles at the moment, is there? Uh and then just to make a terrible joke about how the last time Keir Starmer had a reshuffle he tried to sack Angela Rain and she ended up with five job titles. It was just a bit lame, wasn't it? Yeah well, I mean yeah I mean he's not he didn't have a lot to to work with, I yeah. think it's fair to say. So what, how are we scoring? This? We should have been scoring this in the beginning. What, what is it? Well, I think it was Love 15 to start with, personally. But yeah. I think Rayner is now 30-15. 30-15 to Rayner. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, comfortably. I'd almost give a game point right now. Well, we can't do Strong. that. Strong. Yes, very good. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go back then, because we must. Uh, let's go back to the House of Commons Centre Courts. It's Angela Rayner serving. Rayner. Mr Speaker, that, that, that answer is pathetic for all those people that are facing homelessness on his watch. We will ban no-fault evictions, Mr Speaker, unlike the party opposite. And Jessica and her four children from Plymouth were evicted from their home in April. They're temporary living with Jessica's mother in a cramped house where her two eldest children are sleeping on blow-up beds in the front room surrounded by their belongings. Hardly the decent, secure life that his government promised. Don't families like Jessica deserve better? Deputy Prime Minister. I'll tell you what we're doing for families like Jessica's. We are increasing the national living wage. It was this party that introduced the national living wage, not the party opposite. It is this party that has doubled, doubled the personal allowance cutting taxes for those people and it is this party that has lifted a million people out of unemployment. I'm immensely proud of the record of this government and that's why people will not trust the party opposite to crash the economy again. 
Oh. So they won't trust them to crash the economy again. No. Don't think you got that quite right, Deputy Prime Minister. No. New balls, please. And referring to Jessica's family as those people, I'm not sure is a particularly good look. But it also felt a little bit like Angela Wayne forgot she was supposed to be doing a um, Well, it didn't seem to be much person. of a question. She either. just jumped yeah. into it. And Jessica's Oh, and Jessica. And then, Jessica and then and the, and it was, what, the question was sort of, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Um, another lacklustre exchange. Here's an interesting thing. Pete on the YouTube channel says, so many friends in London are stuck, unable to afford rising rent. One mate has switched his vote from Tory to Labour directly because of housing. And I think this is, you know, I mean, the, the big picture here, as we say, I think this is now the third time they've done housing in recent weeks. Um, this used to be a subject that the Tories thought was their own. You know, you get people to buy houses and then they become Conservatives. Um, well, people aren't buying houses because houses aren't being built. Um, lots of people can't afford to buy them. And uh, because there were so many more people renting, um, that the issue has moved more towards um, the Labour Party and the Tories kind of know that, which is why they've done some stuff for renters, as Dowden has been outlining, but um, uh, clearly not enough um, uh, from the point of view of those renters. And this is rich terrain um, for Labour to make a sort of semi-economic argument on something that they wouldn't have touched with a barge pole 20 years ago. In fact, looking at the poll, which political party would be best at handling housing? 32% say Labour, 11% say Conservatives. And all of those people uh, own their own home and don't have a mortgage. Even even amongst the over sixty fives, uh, Labour ahead. So it's not it's not just That's a sort very of interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, M- Mark, anything to add? Who won yeah. that one? Yeah. Well, my, I mean, just to say that you know, on a serious note, my my daughter's actually first year of med school um, up in Birmingham, and obviously, when you go back to sort of things like housing, salaries that she's going to make uh, potentially in the NHS, you can obviously see the the direct correlation where it's going to be very tough for her. And I just remember growing up, um, even playing tennis before I went pro, thinking, well, if I doesn't work out and I become a tennis coach, things are, things are still going to be okay. I'm still going to be able to afford something to live in. And I would say that right now for my daughter, that feels pretty unattainable. Um, and so, yeah, huge, huge stress and a huge concern for the kids that are coming through. I, I wouldn't say that either any party out there that I've currently listened to has any sort of coherent plan that I would think is going to actually address the significant problems that clearly that, that we have in this country. So, uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't really yeah, I don't feel confident when I listen to any of that, that they're actually understanding what these kids are, are kind of dealing with as they go into the future, particularly on the medical side of stuff. Yeah, it was John on the YouTube channel also says telling Jessica that she's never had it so good probably isn't going to win any votes which is also a no and this is the mistake that point. Sunak made the other night um, you know on, on mortgages you know sort of saying hold your nerve um, yeah. you know great yeah. that's not what not, people want to hear now you but, can't just tell people what they want to hear otherwise there'd be no money and there'd be no choices in politics long, but yeah. how long do you have to hold your nerve for yeah, well, I mean that's you know, not been made clear you know, it, it, that's, that's easy to hold your nerve if he's going to tell us it's six months, right? Well, quite. And this is the surprise that a lot of, you know, Tory MPs have got with the Prime Minister. They sort of think, well, you know, you need to do what George Osborne did and say there's pain for X amount of time and at yeah, the end of which yeah, yeah. there's a prize which, you know, we can all benefit from. But I think um, what lacklustre as that point was, I think it's 40-15 now. 40-15, right, very good. Uh, for, uh, we've, we've still got two, two, two more rounds to go, so uh, let's go back to Centre Court. This is Angela Rayner serving. Mr Speaker, I asked a question about no-fault evictions. I was very clear on what the Labour Party would do, but I can't see us getting through a single one of these encounters without the Deputy Prime Minister blaming the opposition for his government's own record. When asked yesterday about the record low number of council houses being built, the Housing Minister says she didn't recognise that statistic. When asked about support for people in temporary accommodation, she said it wasn't her brief, the brief of the Housing Minister. So if council housing isn't her responsibility, whose is it? opposite may have failed to notice is actually under this government that more council houses were built than when they were in office. It's actually under this party that we have record levels of housing being built. We stand very proudly on the record of this government, but, but look at what we have done more broadly. 
inflation and waiting lists coming down, growth forecasts up, Albanian crossings down. Well, we're delivering on our priorities. What have we seen from the party opposite? They've U-turned five times in the last month already. The record is clear. The only thing you can rely on the party opposite to deliver is broken promises. Well, but we should jump in now and analyse it. Honestly, there's a huge amount of points, so let's do this. Final set. Mr Speaker, talking about broken promises, house building is set to collapse to its lowest level since the war. Rents and mortgages are soaring. Home ownership is plummeting and over a million people are trapped waiting for a council house. There is one simple solution to this problem and everyone knows it. So when will he finally stand up for the national interest instead of their own interest and build more houses? Prime Minister. I say to the Right Honourable Lady, she may, she may not have listened to the answer I gave and just moved straight on to the next pre-scripted question. We have, got, we have built more houses under this government than the party opposite. And I'm afraid it's the same old thing from her. She stacks up the endless job titles, she takes the union cash and she constantly talks Britain down. That's why we will do everything we can to keep Labour out of people's pockets, out of their lives and out of government. So having listened to the prescripted question, he moved on to his prescripted answer. I mean, look, these are sometimes fun, these Deputy Prime Minister <laughs> exchanges. Um, I think... Um, Mark, Mark, can I, on behalf of Times Radio, apologise? You could have been watching tennis yep. for the last half an I hour. I could have been watching instead, tennis, you're absolutely right. Instead, yep. we've, been, we've made you sit through this. What's the worst tennis match you've ever sat through, Mark? What's the worst tennis match I've ever sat through? Probably watching one of mine, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't think there can be, I don't think they can be much worse than that, if I'm being honest, no. no the, um, uh, all of Andy's were great fun. Uh, there's one good thing that's, gonna, that's come out of all of this. Yeah. Is someone is posted, and I need to make sure I get... I, uh, oh, where is it? Somebody posted an anagram of Oliver Dowden is wooden drivel. And I've checked it. It, it <laughs> actually brilliant. is. It actually yeah. is. I mean, yeah. that is. Wow. That's an eight. That's an eight. Well, that's stunning. <laughs> we well, have a winner. I need to. I, I think it's Tim. I lost. Oh, where is it? Was it Tim? I'm very happy to claim credit for it. So, yes. No, not you. <laughs> Someone else on the uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, Can we do a come on, Tim? Uh, Tom Love Saunders. To Tom Saunders. Oliver Dowden is an anagram of wooden drivel. How app? He's having an absolute shocker. Yeah, it wasn't his best. Um, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, there's, you know, all the old <laughs> tropes, Albanians, union money. Union money. I mean, the one line there that he had, which I can see, if, if the Tories can, like, turn around the economy a bit, start to have a debate about how much money do you really want to spend and make a contest of the next election, keeping Labour out of people's pockets is a, is a little not, phrase that's actually got a bit not of... not too bad. That's got a bit of resonance and sort of... So you final, can final, an image final score, then, in this tortuous metaphor? Oh, well, that was uh, very clearly... Um, well, it was, it was a game to 15 by you know um yeah yeah, yeah. right game set and match there we are lovely Rainer. mark mark lovely speech we're gonna let you go now so you can go and drown in a tub of pims and uh thank you very much that sounds like quite a nice way to go mark, <laughs> mark really good to speak <laughs> not to you. literally mark Petchy, you uh tennis player commentator former coach of andy moe now we've got thanks so much for joining us live from wimbledon the poll is finished on the times radio youtube channel uh they asked who would win a tennis match out of the three of us uh last bit matt jolly tim shipman with a landslide 83 percent of the vote lara spirit <laughs> are you any good at tennis I'm quite good at tennis. I mean, quite extraordinary. I got 10% and Tim got 6 And given I've not played tennis since I was at school, I think you would beat me. Uh, I think I would beat you too. I'm sort of okay when the ball's within sort of range of my <laughs> wingspan. You've not if got I the have speed. to move, if yeah. I've, I've, lost, I've lost that, that yard of pace, as the they yard say. Yard of pace, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little extra on that, sir. 
rubbing yeah, you with it. But I, well, I've, I can serve all right. Do you make a lot of noise when you're doing it? I try not to. But if I was playing you, I might be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I could do the noises. It's the making contact with the ball in any meaningful way. That My sister has charmingly contacted me to say that she was one of the 6% who voted for me. Oh, so that's that, nice. So, yeah, it's so good. she says. No, I know my parents haven't done that. Uh, <laughs> here we are. Love the tennis theme. Made a dreadful 30 minutes more bearable. Lara, you are the luckiest person in Britain because oh you didn't have to sit through the full torturousness of uh, Angela Rayner and Oliver Dowden. No, I, I mean, I did have to sit through oh, Of course that. you did. Just not listening Just to not your commentary, commentary on it. On it. Um. So you didn't get to hear any of our <laughs> hilarious um, things. New balls, please. No, none of that. None of that. So where are we going first? Best of the rest. You were watching the rest of them. What have we listening to? We're going to uh, My Black, who's, of course, the SNP's Westminster deputy leader. Uh, I think we'll listen to the full... We'll listen to the, both exchanges separately. This first one uh, is a question which shows, I think, that uh, the SNP very much tailoring their attacks, not just at the Conservatives, but also uh, at Labour. So have a listen to this. Murray Black. Thank you, Mr Speaker. I would also like to begin by thanking all of the staff in our health services across these aisles. And as we celebrate the 75th anniversary of the health services in the UK, I want to reflect on two quotes from two people. The first one is, it's it's about using the private sector more, something we should be very comfortable with. The second quote is, People go as NHS patients to the private sector, and we could do more of it. Can I ask the Deputy Prime Minister which quote is from the PM and which is from the Leader of the Opposition? (laughs) Well, uh, Mr Speaker, may I actually just begin by saying genuinely how sorry I was to hear that the Honourable Lady will be standing down at the next election. She and I joined this House at the same time, and I know she has contributed much to her party and to this place. And may I also say, I'm sure she will wish to join me in celebrating His Majesty King Charles receiving the Scottish regalia. I think pretty much as she doesn't look like she wants to join join him in celebrating. No, she's pulling. No, there's always time for Damascus conversion, Mr. Speaker. But when when. When it comes to the NHS, I will take absolutely no lectures from either party on it. It has been there for me. I was born in an NHS hospital. My children were born in an NHS hospital. It's been there for me and my family. And this government has put record funding into it. And she didn't look like she wanted to celebrate uh, the King going to Scotland. No, she didn't. She was sort of pulled her face and then did a... Well, I'm getting the Scottish crown jewels. Yes. We stole the stone of Schoon and now we're making off with the, the jewellery as well. <laughs> no, she didn't. But listen to her response here, which I think signals that she's not particularly happy with Dowden's response there. OK. <laughs> the, the Deputy Prime Minister, I thank him for his kind words and we did join this place at the same time and I'm pretty sure we'll be leaving at the same time. <laughs> Very good. Wow! What a stunner. <laughs> Game, set and match. Black. <laughs> the number one problem that faces the health service across these aisles is workforce. And research shows that Brexit has worsened the UK's shortage of doctors. Yep. European nurses registering to work in the UK fell by 90% after the Brexit referendum. What more will it take for both him and the Labour Party to admit the damage that Brexit is causing our health services? Well, it all started off so nicely, Mr Speaker. I don't know whether the Honourable Lady has actually been listening to what the Government has announced this week. We announced an additional £2.4 billion for our groundbreaking NHS workforce plan. That is the first time in the NHS's history that that has happened. And if you look at the record since this party came to power, almost 40,000 more doctors and more than 50,000 more nurses. Once again, the Conservative Party delivering for the NHS. Well, it's a good comeback. She definitely won that, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, arguably the two best sort of gags that we've heard today were both yeah. from Marmory Black, you know, I mean, and a classic SNP question, you know, manages to drag Labour in as well. Yeah, you know, really smart. Was, is, you know, Starmer and... Uh, 
and uh, Sunak, they're peas in a pod as far as the SNP are concerned, um, and pinning them both with Brexit, pinning them both with uh, wanting to uh, do um, private things in the NHS. Um, you know, that's what that's what you want as an SNP leader. Um, whisper it quietly. She's uh, quite a bit funnier than uh, Stephen Flynn, isn't she? <gasps> Code violation on sportsman <laughs> You can't go around saying things like that. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Such a mistake putting me in charge I'll of I'll resist buttons. saying that she can pronounce her R's and G's correctly as well. But, Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. New balls, please. Right, there we are. Uh, last bit, what time are you being people in the inboxes today? 3pm. 3pm? Isn't that what we said last week? I know, but I thought you'd made some promises about it being 2.30. But now I think Patrick's actually... Patrick's actually... This is, it's Patrick's birthday. Patrick, have, you to, have you told the listeners Patrick that it's Patrick today. Maguire's birthday? <laughs> He's 56 today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the great thing with Patrick is he could be 26 or 56. What, do, we, do we know what he is? He's 28. 28. You can't be serious, man. <laughs> you cannot be serious! Uh, so, yeah, so... To be fair, he looks more lived in than 28. Code <laughs> violation on sportsmanlike conduct. Right, you go off and write your email. Thank Time you. subscribers, go to thetimes.co.uk forward slash redbox and Lara will round up everything you need to know about PMQs and you'll get Patrick Maguire in your inbox tomorrow. Uh, Tim Shipman, lovely to see It's lovely to see you as well. And Tim will be in your actual Sunday Times at the weekend. And that's all we've got time for on today's episode of the podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and let me know what you think. You can email me, Matt, at times.radio. Catch me 10 o'clock weekdays on Times Radio. But for now, for me, Matt Jolly, is goodbye. This episode of Politics Without the Boring Bits is brought to you by Luton Rising, owners of London Luton Airport, the UK's most socially impactful airport. Find out more at lutonrising.org.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.